This program is brought to you by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. Welcome to Kids Bible Minute with our daddy, Landon Rao. Hello and welcome to another episode, our 185th episode of Kids Bible Minute. I'm your host, Landon Rao, the preacher for the Church of Christ here in Ramona, Oklahoma. Thank you for deciding to study God's Word with me this blessed day, and I want to encourage you to have your Bible with you so that when I mention a Bible verse, you can pause this podcast and read that passage for yourself. I want you to see God's Word and not just take my word for it. Now, after you have read that passage, unpause the podcast, and then if I read the verse out loud, read along with me. If you are new to our study, first, I want to say thank you for studying with us. And secondly, I want to let you know that you can find all archived or past episodes easily now at RamonaCofC.com. That's RamonaCofC.com in the podcast section. There is a direct link to Kids Bible Minute past episodes. Well, my computer is back together again, thankfully, for the most part, and I'm glad. After everything this last week has uh, been for me, to be able to come back and study with you again. As you guys know, uh, we have been studying for a while now in the book of Revelation and specifically the last few weeks, the seven churches of Asia from Revelation chapter 2 and 3. We find ourselves today looking specifically at the church at Thyatira there in Revelation 2, 18 through 29. As is typical, we are going to be looking at Jesus' description of himself the things done right by Thyatira, the church there, and the sins committed that needed correction. In Revelation 2.18, we read this, And to the angel or messenger of the church in Thyatira write, The words of the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and whose feet are like burnished bronze. Jesus leaves no doubt to who he is here, the Son of God. But his description of himself is very telling and powerful. Eyes like a flame, which we see in other places, indicate, as one man put it, piercing, penetrating, and perfect knowledge. Jesus the Christ knows us better than anyone, including ourselves sometimes. He can know our inner and does know, excuse me, our innermost thoughts and has perfect knowledge of who we really are. Christ then says his feet are like burnished bronze. Some translations say brass. The reality is we don't really know what type of compound metal this is, though bronze is the best guess. But it doesn't really change what Jesus is saying about himself. You see, Jesus is saying here he is fully pure. He has been purified and thus made able to trample sin with righteousness. He's gone through the test as a human and has come out truly righteous and sinless. We then see Jesus, like times before, turn his attention to what Thyatira was doing spiritually right. In Revelation 2.19, we read this, I know your works, your love and faith and service and patient endurance, and that your latter works exceed the first. Uh, 
It's interesting that Jesus points out their latter works exceeding their first. Their works of service and patience exceeding their exceeded their works of love and faith, which means they were laboring or working for the Lord as they should moving forward. It's unfortunate, but the old saying is true. 100% of the congregations are willing of the Lord's. 10% are willing to do the work. 90% are willing to let them do the work. That wasn't the case with those at Thyatira. They were a working congregation. But, unfortunately, they had some problems. They had sin that had crept in and not been corrected. In Revelation 2.20 we read this, But I have this against you, that you tolerate the woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice fornication and to eat food sacrificed to idols. Thyatira was actually a trade hub for their area. And wherever there were trade hubs, most likely you would find trade guilds, such as that for wool or linen workers or dyers like Lydia in Acts 16.14 or tanners or any other trade work. To be a successful tradesman in these cities, typically, you had to be a part of that specific guild similar to unions today in some places. The problem was that these guilds were tied, unfortunately, closely to paganism, and each guild typically had its own specific pagan uh, idol. So if you were a part of the Tanner Guild, for example, or Wool Guild, you were expected to t attend those guild festivals that were to go specifically to those idols and eat the food sacrificed to that specific idol. When the feast ended, then is when the fornication really began and much sexual immorality really began, as was the case with much worship concerning idols. So what was a Christian? who made his or her living in trading to do. If he or she doesn't attend the festivals, they're persecuted and ridiculed and made fun of and made very difficult because they didn't participate. Well, what if they quit? Well, then they lose their standing in the society, making it much harder to make a living. So what was the Christian to do? Here is where the false teacher Jezebel comes in. This woman was teaching that she had the solution. She understood these things and how to help. And the basic argument was this. You'll never be able to conquer sin unless you have become thoroughly acquainted with it and doing that sin. In other words, you can't beat that sin unless you've done that sin. Christians, therefore, she was teaching, can only fight Satan if they partake in the deep things of Satan. They are in that sin and must therefore commit the fornication and sexual immorality and eat the food made of I or cooked to idols and those kinds of things. They must attend these festal guilds. As you can see, this isn't okay. This isn't what God teaches. Paul made this clear with a similarly dumb argument that said, listen, we should continue in sin so God's grace abounds. In Romans 6, 1 and 2, we would read this. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin live in it? 
You see, some in Thyatira, thankfully, saw past this, but others got caught in, up in it. And God, Jesus specifically, God the Son is saying, don't listen. Sin is not okay. Do not partake of it in any way. Thankfully, some were not, as I said, persuaded by this nonsense, verse 24. And Jesus told them to keep on with the truth and righteousness until he comes back. For you and I, that's what we ought to do. Remove sin from our life, if we have it in our life, and continue in truth and righteousness until Christ returns. Well, that concludes this Bible study for today. As always, I want to thank you for studying God's precious Word with me, and I want to encourage you to continue to study God's Word every day. Be sure to use the wonderful material and other podcasts made available through the Bible Way Media app, or their website at BibleWayMedia.org, or you can go to my personal website at Gospel-Preacher.com. Of course, make sure you ask your parents if it's okay by them first before you download the app or go to those websites. Also, you can contact me personally anytime with questions about the Bible through the church's email address here, Ramona C of C, that's Ramona C O F C at gmail.com, or through the Ramona, Oklahoma Church of Christ Facebook page. Until we have an opportunity to meet again, peace be with you in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting us at BibleWayMedia.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we encourage you to please share this program, to like it on social media. Thank you for being with us today.